edition of our show, Herstory on the Rocks, with Katie and Allie. Normally, it would just be Allie and I hanging out, having a couple of cocktails, and talking about famous women in history, but sometimes we like to talk to people who are currently writing about history. We have a very special guest here with us today, Helen Horowitz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Helen is a professor of American history and focused on the cultural importance of biographical subjects. She is here with us today to talk about her newest book, Warming Up Julia Child. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your time as a professor? Well, let's see. Um, I got very interested in history when I was in college. And I went to a women's college. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and then I went to graduate school and pursued it. Um, actually, a history department uh, had a bias against women. So I went into American Civ, which, of course, I wanted to do anyway because I like it, because I love literature as well as, as history. So um, uh, I did that and got a Ph.D., and then what do you do next? You try to get a job. And I'm married to a historian and we got very lucky. Uh, we, we got a, a, um, a divided job in California at Scripps College. And it was just such a blessing to us. We had a child and we were soon to have a second child. So dividing a job and being half time was great. Um, and then, um, I got the opportunity as the kids were older and didn't need the same kind of level of whatever attention um, to go to USC and uh, in California. We were, uh, and I took that and then um, had the enormous pleasure of going to Smith College, uh, at which uh, was my longest term and retired from there and but still feel a part of that community. Mm, great. Well, so excited to get into your book, All About Julia Child. Uh, but first, we have to talk about the cocktail we made for your book, uh, which is named after the book, Warming Up Julia Child. Uh, so we wanted to give it kind of like a classic French-themed cocktail. So we did absinthe, gin, lemon juice, and powdered sugar, and then we topped the whole thing with champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I wish you could put that through. The, the I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's start by talking about setting the scene for your book. So where are we? When are we in history? Kind of place us for all of our listeners. I could start with the origin of the book, which is that I, I um, had an editor for three books that I like very much. And I wanted to do a kind of book on editors so, as a kind of homage. So I went to the Schlesinger Library, which is very near where I live, uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts now as a retired person. And um, I uh, started to, to uh, focus on an editor. And so I, I actually picked Judith Jones. And someone um, told me that uh, the acting director wanted to talk to me. Uh, and so I went into her office and that was very nice. And she said, oh, if you're going to look at that, you've got to look at Paul Child's letters. I said, Paul Child's letters? 
I said, what does this have to do with this? She said, just trust me. So I went back and I called up a box of Paul Child's letters. You do this, you ask for a box of things and their folders come out and they, the folders look kind of like this and they're filled with stuff. So they were incredible letters. <laughs> they just were absolutely incredible. And that he not only uh, would write to uh, Julia Child when they were away from each other, which was very seldom, but he had a twin brother and he wrote him a daily diary letter and gathered them all up at the end of a week and mailed them. So I, I would learn about what every day's activity was. So uh, I got very interested in the, those letters and it took me a while to figure out that maybe I wasn't gonna write about editors. Maybe I was gonna write about Julia Child. <laughs> And, and what, what emerged out of Paul's letters were so, so many of the people that I connect to her because she was connected to them. Um, uh, he writes about Simca or Simone Beck, um, Avis Devoto, William Koshland, Judith Jones, Ruth Lockwood. So I have the whole, I have all these characters that I'm learning about, I didn't know anything about. And so I began to find papers that they wrote, letters that they wrote. And again, the Schlesinger had uh, Avis DeVoto's papers and they had, in Avis DeVoto's papers, they had Simone Becker Simka's papers. Hmm. So that's pretty good. And then I got a chance to go to the uh, University of Texas because my husband, Dan, had to be there for a week. And so I, I was a tag along wife. So I went to the ransom collection and there were the Knopf papers. And with that, I found Judith Jones, uh, the editor. And I also found uh, William Koshlin, the kind of manager of the Knopf firm. Uh, he, the owners, Blanche and Alfred made all the decisions. He was the guy behind the scenes, working the, the, the connections and figuring it out so that the books that, that were regarded as valuable would get published. <laughs> That's how uh, we got Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Mm. It's so interesting. And I love Julia Child's story, but what I love more is that you take this story that's been told many times, but you do it from the perspective of kind of these six people that really changed the course of her life. Yeah. And she's a very well-known figure, but what did people learn about her? And what did you learn about her from these intimate letters and things like that with these people? Was she a little bit different with them or was she just always Julia? Well, she was always Julia in the sense that she was always engaged, always uh, focused on other people, uh, uh, someone who uh, was capable of being a very good friend. And she turned people with whom she had professional relationships into personal friendships. I mean, there she is holding Koshland's hand at various times, you know. I mean, that there, um, there was a, a friendliness and a, I don't know, kind of innocence about her friendship. She, um, on the one hand, she was strategic, but on the other hand, she really liked people. 
<laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I love the long correspondence with Avis DeBoto. You know, it was a correspondence for many years before they met in person. And then, of course, um, they come to, Julia decides to come to the U back to the U.S. with Paul. And where do they move? To Avis's town. Okay, not very far away. They're about a mile away. Um, so that 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 was, you know, that the, the warmth of her is really quite incredible. And I was lucky to experience that directly myself because she came to Smith College when I happened to be there uh, for uh, the inauguration of the new president, Mary Dunn. This was when I was still at University of Southern California, but I'd written a book about the seven sister colleges and they decided to, um, uh, I have a symposium about my book. <laughs> so the, the program the day before the inauguration, because I guess Mary Dunn wanted to show that this was a serious place and not just fun and games and parties and celebrations. So they did, a, a, they had a round table where people criticized and challenged me and all those other things. And I invited my in-laws, uh, uh, my husband, Dan's parents uh, to come because I thought, They'd enjoy this because uh, my um, my mother-in-law was a graduate and a very loyal one of Smith College. So they came and we were sitting in the restaurant uh, of the of the college. It's sort of faculty. It was actually the faculty dining room, but it was being used as a restaurant during this period. And lo and behold, there is Julia Child walking around to every table introducing herself. How do you like the lunch? Is it okay? What do you think? You know? <laughs> and so they came to, she came to the table that I was sitting with my in-laws and she spoke to them directly and made the Smith connection with my um, mother-in-law. And I saw what an incredibly friendly person she was. Um, so, and then I had the pleasure of uh, at at the of of enjoying the food at the various parties because uh, the new president was very much of a foodie and so they, all the food was really good and all of it was planned by Julia Child. <laughs> That's so amazing to then take that experience and be able to put all of this other you know personal experience and academic experience into a book. Yeah, and you can feel it when. And, and, and the correspondence it just comes out so fully. Mm. I mean, and sometimes she had some difficult problems to solve. And, and she, you know, over proofreading with Simone Beck, that was a rough one. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> got into that. That's well along in the book. But, you know, there were rough patches there because uh, Simca Beck wanted to change a lot of things that were now in print. And you can't do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, and I'd love to know, because, you know, her story kind of starts off with the three gourmands in Paris. So mm -hmm. we have Simca, who is very special to her, very dear with her. But there's also this other woman, uh, Louisette Bertol. Um, so why did she kind of fall out of things? And why doesn't she kind of make the cut as one of these six influential people in her life? What happened to that relationship? What a good question that is. Basically, 
she was experiencing some personal difficulties uh, that led to a divorce and so forth. Um, and um, she just couldn't give it the focus uh, that Julia and Simka had. And so she would respond at times, but sometimes she would just go silent. And Simka was a very close friend and wanted to keep her in. And, uh, um, but she, um, Julia was more hard-nosed about it, more business-like, but because they were good, you know, they were each gonna have a third of the, of the royalties whenever those appeared. And um, so um, they worked it all out and it, was, it remained amicable. And as, uh, and Julia had hoped that, that uh, Louisette could be a kind of presenter in the U.S. Her, her husband was in business with, in, in, and traveled in the U.S. She was well known. She was actually the person who was the or, original idea for the book. Uh, the pamphlet that became the enormous book. So, um, yeah, she just, she, she didn't have the energy and the focus hmm. and, uh, and, the, and, and uh, lo- there, was, there were a lot of just dis- dis- serious distractions. I'll just say. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that I really enjoy about this book is it, it gets you in touch with, how somebody like Julia Child is made, right? Like what makes a person like this? And what are the themes that you want people to get from the book when they sit down to read this? Is it that it it does take a cast of characters, you know, or you, you know, one person can't do it by themselves? What do you want people to find out? Well, I want, there, there are a number of things. One was um, uh, her capacity for friendship. Uh, her warmth, her genuine warmth, um, her absolute love of Paul. I mean, this was a, you know, as funny and cranky as he could be. Uh, she adored him and he adored her. Um, uh, the desire to find something real to do um to uh to have work that was meaningful and to find that in cooking and to find that in not only cooking but in developing recipes and the whole kind of theme and variation and sort of the all the intellectual things that she she was a very smart woman that she had to bring to all this um and to be able to develop that in a book and have the cooperation because again of her warmth, the cooperation of Simka, of Judith Jones, you know, uh, the promotion of Koshlin uh, to be sure that it was all gonna happen. I mean, he made it, he was the one, Avis and he made it happen actually. So, I, uh, it was it was a combination of her personal warmth and her dedication to this task, and finally finding herself as a as a professional woman. Yeah. Was there a person that you found out about who was a big part of Julia's life that 
they were your favorite person to write about? And was there a person that you didn't like quite as much? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of loved Koshlin because mm -hmm. he was so, so always so constructive and helpful. I certainly loved Avis Devoto. Uh, she's, she just comes off. I had known about her from the, uh, the uh, correspondence book uh, that, that I think it was Joan Raritan did uh, of the, the two, their, their letters. And so, and um, I've gotten to know her son, who I like very much as a human being, just a wonderful person, a musician. Um, uh, let's see. I never liked the Knoffs, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the agency published three of my books, but not this one. <laughs> okay. Um, um, let's see. Who did I, was there anyone? I, um, I liked Simka, but I realized how difficult she could be. Mm. She was someone who uh, could make life miserable <laughs> for a time. Not when they cooked together. I think they loved that. That was really fun. But when they argued over ingredients, or, and this had to be there, and nobody, <laughs> or this had to leave, and, and she said, that's your recipe. I dated it. You said this on this date, and it's in my, you know, uh, uh, and um, uh, and so I, that's when we put it in the recipe or whatever. So it was really interesting to also to realize how much Julia Child's uh, war experience keeping those files uh, proved to be absolutely essential to this book. I mean, she was, there's a lot of imagination, there's a lot of joy, but then there's a lot of just simply keeping the files. <laughs> and I think of that as I try to keep my files, <laughs> as we all do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So one thing we love to do on our show is talk about how you landed on the title. How long did it take to come up with the warming up Julia Child? Well, I have a literary friend, um, and uh, she read the book uh, and had. She was one of my really important critics. I had, I had a lot of help. Um, she changed. She didn't like the word "get," as in she got this. She wanted me to change most of them to received this. I thought that was an interesting choice. I, I didn't do it all the time, but I did it certainly some of the time. Um, and, and I asked all the people who helped me, who read the book uh, as a manuscript, to help me with the title. Mm. And she was the one that came up with that title. And the, the subtitle was the one um, that, that Pegasus books came up with. Hmm. Well, I love that. It's kind of a fitting with the whole theme of the book. Of, uh, <laughs> right? People pull each other up. <laughs> right. right, exactly. And I, uh, I had a lot of help. I mean, yeah. you know, I had a lot of very good readers. Uh, they're all acknowledged. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most important one 
was uh, just a friend uh, from Northampton who loved to cook. And she really just wanted to see it. Mm -hmm. And she wrote me her reactions to various parts of it. And it was a different kind of thing. It wasn't a, a cr critique. It was, oh, I really like this, or oh, I'm getting bored here, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful. Yeah. And I just have one more question for you too. Are you a cook? Have you made any of Julia Child's recipes? And do you have a favorite if you have? I am a home cook. I make mainly my grandmother's recipes, okay, who was the cook in the house I grew up in in Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I had got the book in 1963. Um, I was a graduate student. You know the kind of time I had to prepare yeah. a meal when I was a graduate student? So I loved the book, but I didn't cook from it. Mm -hmm. But I decided when I was working on the book, I had to do the roast chicken. So I got out all the... I got, got it all prepared in the way you're supposed to in advance. Um, the marinade and the but I needed two alarm clocks. I had to baste it, I think every eight minutes and I had to turn it every 15. <laughs> okay, well, that's just not my life. Right. <laughs> I just can't do it. I mean, I, I love to cook, but I'm, I'm a kind of half hour to 40 minute cook. Right. <laughs> just not Julia Child. No. I, I do cook almost every night. Mm -hmm. um, Sometime we have a, a lovely uh, pre-prepared -pre frozen pizza to give me yep. a break. <laughs> That's when I would have a Zoom that was, was, you know, from five to six. And that kind of interrupts one's cooking abilities. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I, I really do enjoy cooking. I don't do baking mm -hmm. um, because, again, the, the, the kind of time and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good at, you know, I'm good at the essentials mm -hmm. and, um, and yes, I'm, I would say five nights a week. I make, uh, I make dinner and, uh, uh, maybe five, six lunches mm. and seven breakfasts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we enjoy them all. <laughs> I'm a better eater than I yeah. am. <laughs> well, if you were a baker, you would have had to name the book Preheating Julia Child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have been different. <laughs> That's very true. Right. And the, the question is, you know, uh, always we're going out to someone else's house tonight to dinner, but the preheating, I've got to set alarms for myself. To be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I've got that baked potato cook, right. potato cook uh, and then and then cooked. So uh, I do a lot of alarm cooking. <laughs> yes, but I I enjoy I enjoy messing around in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we do something very interesting in our house. We um we have vegetables for breakfast. Hmm. So I try to do green beans one day and asparagus the next and 
uh, snow peas the next. And, you know, we had Thursdays usually a scrambled egg. Yeah. Um, so that's my kind of break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sundays are bagels. Oh, that sounds delicious. I so they are the, yes, no, we have a very great bakery here uh, that we get fresh bagels from. So that's very special. Oh, well, great. Well, we're hoping that people are inspired to cook and eat after reading your book. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you? Where can people find this book? Um, there are a lot of, you know, online, uh, there have been a, a good deal of, of, um, of coverage and they also, you can get the books by punching this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I go on, I check the book myself, mm -hmm. uh, not every morning, but many mornings to see, uh, where, where it is available. It's available at a lot of bookstores at this point. Um, and, um, I can, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Oh, you will. But I don't want to, I don't want to push Amazon. Okay? Right. Yeah. I, I love bookstores. Local independent bookstores. <laughs> I love local. And, you know, you can always go to a local independent bookstore and say, why don't you, don't you have this book? And will you at least order it for me? There you go. And it doesn't, and usually doesn't take very long to do that. And yeah, and you can uh, request it at your library as well, and then they get a copy. Yeah, and I've got a, if you look it up online as the title, you'll see all the libraries that are now, <laughs> now caring, and I'm very happy about that. Yay! Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk about your book. This was such a blast, and we can't wait for people to go out and buy it or get it from the library or whatever they're going to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you very much. It was a fun to talk to you. You're very enjoyable. And I didn't see you doing as much drinking as I thought you were going to be doing. No, we're so there's, good. It's there's gone. shallow it's cocktails. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>